Last week on the KYMN Morning Show, we talked with uh, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Marty about taxes and really didn't have time to get into some of the details, so they have volunteered to come back this week, and they are in our studio right now. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, it's great to be here. Round two of grilling, right? Grilling, <laughs> grilling one and grilling two on the city budget. It's well, just a pleasure to be here, well, honestly. She said that with a smile on her face, like, who wants to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, go talk, ta- explain taxes? <laughs> ben does. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't here. The, I actually wasn't here the last time, so we had our finance right. director, Brenda, was here with the mayor. I was uh, out of town at a conference. So. That's right. How did yeah. that go? It was great. Uh, got, got some good ideas and uh, refreshed and uh, ready to come back and hit the ground running again. Well, we're going to try to explain uh, taxes as much as we can uh, in the next 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's it's such a uh, big issue to wrap your brain around. I study, mm-hmm. studied, studied, I, I, I crammed <laughs> for like an hour and a half yesterday afternoon trying to figure things out. It's like, oh man, I'm hopeless on this. There are so many moving parts and so many components to making a budget and making the taxes and the tax levy and navigating the tax codes and laws from Minnesota that we're just going to try to do the best we can in a short amount of time. And I guess, uh, Ben, we'll start things off. Uh, by uh, starting uh, with, uh, and give us the uh, short answer on, <laughs> on this, because these all could have very long answers. Okay. Uh, but uh, tax capacity and tax rate, what are those? How, they're, how are they calculated? And, and what is Northfield's? Yeah, that's, it's important to understand that because it's really foundational to understanding how we fund government in Minnesota, primarily through property taxes. So when we talk about the tax capacity, um, that's really uh, determined who pays the taxes and how much they pay for it. So, uh, and then combine all that together in a city of all people's values and the rates that they pay. And that's kind of, it's kind of like a cooperative. Everybody based on their value will pay in their fair share of the local government services that are provided based on that. And it's important uh, to Northfield for a couple of things. Um, one is that is an individual taxpayer. That's how you de- that's how it's determined. So you pay like a 1% rate as set by the state of Minnesota. If you're a, ho- a house, uh, commercial pays double that. They pay 2%. Um, so that, that can be helpful to have more commercial type of tax base to help decrease the cost to you as a resident. So that could be a beneficial... Um, but it's basically a combination of that rate and then the valuation is kind of what the tax capacity is. Northfield, uh, comparable to other communities, has a lower tax capacity. And it's primarily because we have that less overall total value uh, of buildings, basically, in property land in our community. Um, but then also we have significantly less commercial uh, in industrial taxes, uh, taxes as well, which, again, they pay a higher rate. So that's why it's really important to us to continue to try and grow uh, our economic uh, development through new buildings, basically, is an, is an important piece to that. Uh, tax rate um, is basically then the amount that the city needs to run um, its business. So it's the, the property taxes. It's a fixed dollar amount that the council would set at the end of the year. And then basically the tax, that tax rate is um, basically the, the levy divided by that um, um, net tax capacity, I guess, is where we come up with that. So the rate of taxes in Northfield comparable to other cities is is high. It's above the average 
And again, the reason why is our levy is actually low uh, in the lower quartile comparatively to other communities, but that back tax base is higher. So we actually pay a little higher rate of taxes per value of your home. Sorry, I know you wanted the short answer, but <laughs> in a complicated description, I uh, thought that was boiling yes. it down. And that is <laughs> why not, we yeah. have had quite a few discussions about building that uh, base, uh, the uh, right. industrial and commercial base uh, in Northfield, and why it is so important. Uh, let's talk about comparable cities for a moment or so. Uh, you know, I looked at uh, the list. I got some information from the Minnesota League of Cities. They have all kinds of lists and everything, and comparable cities. Every city, I found out, is extremely unique. I mean, there's really, it's hard to compare them. You, you know, you look at a city our size, you know, Northfield has this budget. You go to somebody like, uh, you know, one of the, the suburbs or uh, you know, like Winona or Wilmer or one of those towns. It's all so different and so unique between lo- from uh, property tax, the industrial base, uh, city and st- or I should say state funding, LGA, uh, and the way they operate and, and, and the bills they have to pay are kind of different every year with bonding and, and such. Boy, how do you <laughs> it's, it's kind of tough to compare them. Mm-hmm. I don't is. know if there's a question in there, but maybe you can explain <laughs> how we get to the comparable cities. Well, I, so, okay, so I'll start with that. I think that's really interesting, too, because it's not only that. It's the, the age of the infrastructure, the age of the buildings really is a factor in it as well. So we have Lakeville that's directly to our north. That's a fairly new city, a lot of new infrastructure. So the amount of bonding that they have to do to replace their existing streets is not necessarily where ours is. So, so the... From that, from a comparison standpoint, we don't compare well, probably with Lakeville. Um, Also, the culture and what the community wants within uh, each city can be vastly different. We fund our library at a higher level than what, say, Faribault does. But they are answering the need to what their community wants in their community. So the elected leaders and the city staff are really taking in so many different factors Tax-exempt property is another one. Uh, We have about the same amount of tax-exempt property as Faribault, but our industrial base is vastly different. So there's just so much that goes into those comparable cities. Um, It's You're right. It's really difficult. But I'm really grateful of those 13 uh, that we are comparing and contrasting to. We've got at least two that are nearby us that people can... It makes it a little bit more real, I guess, because not everybody goes to visit Columbia Heights or New Hope or South St. Paul. And once you get up into the metro as well, you don't know where the boundaries or the borders are of the mm-hmm. different cities. You, Owatonna and Faribault are both on here. And in our peer group, that total levy dollar amount, Owatonna and Faribault are, um, have that higher total levy amount than the city of Northfield does. But really, I would say our community members really have high expectations for what they expect in to see in terms of services uh, in our community. Obviously, I'm not mm-hmm. an elected leader of those <laughs> other two communities, but it, you can see it. People really value this community and want it to be well taken care of. Mm-hmm. I want to go, kind of go back to a little bit uh, what we were talking about before, the, the commercial and industrial base. This year, 
we have a preliminary uh, tax uh, increase of about eight or increase of a levy increase, I should say, of about 18.5%. It could go lower. It can't go higher. Uh, but looking at what has come online this mm-hmm. year, do we have some new, uh, it looks, there's been some building, uh, some mm-hmm. apartments, uh, buildings downtown and, uh, and elsewhere. Do we have a significant am- amount of new money uh, coming in this year with, between housing and uh, commercial? Of the tax-based uh, growth that we had um, f- uh, f- for Rice County, we had a uh, 15% increase in our tax base. Uh, of that 15%, 11% of that is due to new construction. So um, I, I'm not translating that to dollar-wise as far mm-hmm. as new values go, but there is some growth. Yeah. It's not tremendous. Uh, I, in, in general, let me just give some examples of that. those, like, I'm guessing I didn't really look because there's also a delay, like when a building's built or an expansion's done between when it gets valued and then it hits the taxes just from an assessing standpoint Mm -hmm. and valuation. But we've seen some banks, as an example, commercial banks open up, and some people are like, well, do we really need another bank in town? Well, access to capital is really important to people getting home loans, and to be local in your community is helpful. Businesses need that capital to grow. So to have multiple options is actually kind of nice for your local economy. But additionally, those projects didn't get any tax increment financing assistance or anything from the city. So that new value is is hitting the taxes at that full amount. So, again, Mm -hmm. double what a home would pay and typically not a big demand on services. We're trying to build them in where we have existing infrastructure and things so not to add extra cost to the city. Um, But, yeah, there there has been some growth. But I would say, you know, we are working with businesses. The council has actually invested in more staff to help with economic development to try and grow that. Just as an example, we got about an $800,000 downtown commercial grant off of one of the new staff people, the two of them that were working on that grant. It's a pretty good return on investment immediately in the first year with some of those. And we're also working with businesses like Cardinal Glass is looking at some expansion. We're working with Aurora Pharmaceutical again. Northfield's actually poised geographically pretty well on the just outside of a major metropolitan area, really close to an interstate a robust water supply for a city, whereas the rest of the, the country is maybe having some challenges. So I think we're really poised to potentially um, grow some of that tax base in the future if we're, we're careful. But um, the opportunities have to strike with that, too. But that, that's kind of a generic response, I guess, uh, Jeff, to that. But um, we are seeing some some growth, mm-hmm. but we, we'd like to see significantly more. Let's talk about uh, spending. Uh, the additional spending, why is it needed? What are we spending that on, and why do we need it? Now, granted, there has been inflation. Uh, I'll say a couple of things in advance. Inflation's been 8% this year, so we got we got to account for that. You have to account for that. Uh, also, people. People are expensive. Uh, if you ask any business person, you know, you, your biggest expense pretty much is going to be people. Uh, in just about every business, it's no different in the city. You have to have uh, employees that <clears throat> can handle the uh, workload. You know, having said that, where is 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 this where the uh, additional spending is going to? Uh, are, are there other things? Are there other projects? Uh, you know, we're going to be doing uh, redoing Bridge Square. Uh, we've got the liquor store project. Is money going into that? Why the increase? 
Yeah, a lot of questions in there, Jeff. I, <laughs> I was going to um, make this kind of my last uh, question. Let me, actually, I was going to end with maybe quickly just to address the liquor store, and then I'll move back to your other questions. Is The liquor store project will pay for itself as it relates to the liquor operations. will fund its portion of the redevelopment. The private redeveloper, the, the private business owner that will be working with to lead the redevelopment will be paying for the private part, will be negotiating the transition. Now, there might be things like we might put public bathrooms into the development, you know, and that might be an added cost the city takes on. Maybe those bathrooms could also serve as our liquor store bathrooms for a larger, you know, for our customers, but serve a larger area in the park improvements or something that we're looking at. But let me answer in general, and the mayor can maybe talk to the policy issues on that. But in general, yes, you hit on those key ones. Debt, you know, we're, as we look at, we've seen debt increases, and we're primarily, it's because the mayor is talking about we're, we're a, older fully developed city and so we have to replace infrastructure streets and then the pipes under it so we've been reinvesting in our buildings and our streets um and uh and they've been growing over the last couple decades well over inflation rates on those two so that's dry you know oil and construction costs have been going up dramatically higher than inflation over time and so that's hitting us um that's the biggest one and even as we project out we're looking at you know, six to seven percent uh, increase is probably on average into the future with some of our infrastructure. So we could back off on that. Um, we'll have lower. That's just kind of keeping our streets at the current condition level. So we could back off of that, put up with less quality streets and things, um, have deferred buildings. Staffing is another big one. Like you said, Northfield was quite a bit behind when I first got here and the council had started some pay studies to at least be at the market of competitive uh, rates to attract and retain talent. Um, it's cost it's cost significant investment with that though and we're still seeing some increases in the budget from that um, so we could change our philosophy and lower it and be more of a market lag behind like where we had been um, but you get a lot more turnover and in my opinion you don't get as good a service and um, you're going to see problems I guess in just kind of operations if you choose to do that but those are probably the biggest ones we know fire departments going through a transition to become more professional so we're you know we're, we're looking at potentially adding a having a full-time fire chief uh, to help manage that department which will mean better proactive fire prevention uh, and then a little bit of new dollars into our park systems uh, investment on capital that we know we're pretty far behind so um i don't i, I those are some of those key driving areas mm -hmm. i guess and um, so the council i guess is they don't like to see those increases but it's going to those uh, kind of costs primarily is what's driving it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and I'll, we'll address this one to uh, mm -hmm. Mayor Pownell is that uh, um, the uh, when, when you're going through this, when the council is going through this, looking at this, are they looking at some areas where the cost cutting and are they keeping in mind, you know, we have been hit by uh, the big inflation, gas prices, grocery mm -hmm. stores it, across the board, especially uh, some of the uh, communities that have been, you know, kind of traditionally uh, marginalized, uh, those of mm -hmm. the lower socioeconomic uh, tier. Um, you, are you keeping in mind, hey, let's be kind and, and let's be uh, let's be compassionate towards uh, people within the uh, population that may be on a fixed or limited income. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a, that's not necessarily an easy question to answer. No, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, not at all. I, I think a lot of us on the council and for the full time that I've been there, I think people have been really conscious that there is this tension 
between the amount that you tax people and the services that you can provide and the ability of those to pay those taxes. Mm -hmm. And if you don't fund local government, you can't provide the services that our people that are in that lower income bracket really depend on. Uh, if you don't fund streets, well, then you have lots of potholes. And people that don't have maybe a car that's on its last leg is driving through potholes. And then they have more fix-its, right, on their cars, which isn't inexpensive, especially if you don't know how to fix your own car. Our park system is open and available to everyone. You don't have to pay a fee to go play at your neighborhood park. You don't have to pay a fee to go to your local library. Public safety is really in, an important component to any city that you reside in. And so funding our fire department, funding our police department are really key components to public services that everyone within your community really relies upon. So you could not fund those things and then you could see that quality of life potentially go down or not be able to have like in our community development uh, department. We just increase some staffing in there and because of that they're able to more adequately um, be able to help address the situation within Viking Terrace. And without those staffing components you have policy that can't be implemented. And for years there's been an underlying frustration I think within uh, elected leaders and appointed leaders, um, people that are on our boards and commissions, putting policies in place, but then not seeing the level of ability and the staffing capacity to be able to put those policies into action so they can actually be accomplished. We are getting there. Is there a cost? Yes. And yes, it does seem like a lot. I'm not going to say that it's not. 18.5% seems like a significant amount. But what we're getting and what we're seeing in uh, response to that is a higher level of service, a greater ability of our staff to be able to uh, respond to new business that wants to locate here in our community or help existing businesses expand or look at tourism or address uh, some of the lagging maintenance that's out there in our existing parks. There's so much that we could be doing to better serve our community, and we're trying to strategically place ourselves so that we hit that right balance between the cost of living and the services that are needed here and uh, the different income brackets that of the people that we're serving. All right. W well stated. Yeah. I know that was a difficult question, and... <laughs> Uh, it had a, a lot of different fronts to it. Uh, lastly, one final question, we're, we're really out of time, is that uh, w when is all of this, uh, this is going to be done by the end of the year, your budget will be set, you're working on the budget right now. Where are you at in the process, and when will the uh, uh, final budget be uh, done and the levy passed? December, every year. <laughs> So this is really cyclical. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the city council and the city staff work through this process every year, same time, same station. Um, and before it even gets to the council, I think it starts maybe three, four months, even before the council gets that first initial look at what the budget is, um, could potentially look like and be able to ask some different questions on it. So six months total process. 
and uh, that September was a preliminary levy. December is that final budget and levy approval. All right. We are out of time, but uh, thank you so much for coming in. It really has been enlightening. I I think you've done a good job of explaining a very complicated (laughs) taxing uh, system that we have. Uh, And maybe we can talk again sometime. If we had like an hour, I think an hour show would be more more appropriate, but uh, maybe someday we will. Thank you so much for coming in and being and cooperating with us. Much appreciated, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate the time. That is uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Bartig. You're listening to The One, 97.5.